Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast. Hey everybody, this is Andy. This is episode three of Remember Sports, where we talk about the 2007 Green Bay Packers. Play clock running low, Far tried to check it off. Looking at the slant, he's got it! There it is! The record! Greg Jennings and Brett Favre is the all-time touchdown pass leader. The Packers are clear of the field. This for the tie. Snap, hold, tie game. We go to overtime in Denver. Green Bay has won the toss. He likes to receive Play action from the 18. Won it all. Deep down the field. It is pulled in by Greg Jennings. The Packers win it over time. Unbelievable. to throw deep. The rainbow he's right got side. It. He's got his man down the right sideline to the 45-50. He's to the 40, the 35-30 down the sideline. High step the end zone. Touchdown. Donald Driver. 90 yards. Here's the snap. High snap. Placement made. Tick line drive to the upright. No. Good. He hooked it left. He hooked it left. Overtime. Overtime in the NFC Championship. So if I can put you guys back, right? So this is the, the 07 year. We're now on and off the retirement train of Brett Favre, right? So we, we're kind of living year to year. And he does a news report down in Mississippi and says that he's coming back. Um, we kind of feel like it's the last year. So uh, that's kind of where we're starting. The We already have Aaron Rodgers, the heir apparent. Uh, we're coming off. A kind of a crappy year and I think that was people thought maybe he'd walk away then but he says now nah, we got some young talent I want to come back they didn't make the playoffs eight and eight and now we're coming back to the 07 year and we didn't know what we we're going to get if you guys can kind of remember that yeah um we had some get we definitely had some young talent uh Justin Harrell was the highlight of coming out of the, the 07 <laughs> draft so this was this was Mac's uh second year so first year was eight and eight and then this was his second year in 07 yeah, so we we lost the Amon Green. Uh, he went to I think he left for free agency to Houston, I believe. Yeah, sounds right. Um, Packers cut William Henderson. 
So we're kind of coming in. They they drafted Brandon Jackson out of Nebraska, and he was supposed to be kind of like the savior. Uh, we also had Deshaun Wynn. And if you guys remember, coming out of uh, the preseason, we sign or trade for uh, Ryan Grant, and we're like, who the heck is this guy? Uh, but they roll through a few year, weeks of a failing Brandon Jackson and like win backfield. And then all of a sudden Ryan Grant almost rushes for a thousand yards that year, uh, playing behind those two guys to kind of start the season. So that was kind of a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. You had Vernon Morrissey, Morrissey too, who came from new England, I believe. So yeah, yeah, I think he, that was, he was supposed to be like the guy. And then all of a sudden he turned into nothing. Hey, Morrissey had like the crazy first step. Like that was his big yeah. thing. Was he was supposed to be incredibly fast out of the blocks and fit our, our zone rushing scheme, but I mean, he still got 30 catches out of the backfield, but yeah, so it was, it was a fun team and it came out of the, going from eight and eight to kind of, we finished the year, what, 13 and three, uh, first in the NFC North, um, Favre had a ridiculous, like all pro year, uh, 16 game starts, uh, through for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, only 15 interceptions. We were, we we're looking good. So we're kind of so just, this is- this is a year that Mac kind of calmed Favre down, right? A little bit. I think that that was the year that they kind of had a come to Jesus moment. I think before the season, and I'm not sure that Favre exactly liked it, but he turned him into an All Pro quarterback instead of a loose cannon that he was a year before. Yeah, definitely. So, what was interesting about that season, and I kind of had to look back on it to to really judge it. I, I really remember that offense kind of clicking, but the defense was actually really good too. We had points forced. We had the number four offense in the league, but also had the sixth ranked defense. So that was kind of a kind of a big deal. We were kind of like rolling uh, going into that. But before I get to kind of how the playoffs ended and kind of a little bit of our story, because we were actually all there to see the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also Charles Woodson's first year, uh, and that kind of started off a little bit rough. Uh, if you guys can kind of remember that, he did not want to come to to Green Bay. Um, so that was a big one. And it was also, I think Mason Crosby's first year and he was a little bit shaky kind of to start the season. So that was kind of interesting as well. So you get to 13 and three, I think we had, uh, we, uh, didn't have a bye, but we won the divisional playoffs. We played the Seahawks and that was like that snow globe game. If you guys can remember that. Yeah. That's where the pack, didn't they have like two turnovers to start the game? Yeah. Ryan Ryan Grand fumbled twice and and normally, uh, any other time, you would have gotten a player like that benched, but they kind of rode with him, and he actually, what, had over 200 yards rushing. So this is a year, too, that during the regular season, we lost against the Bears twice, who were last in the division. So 13-3, and three, two losses we against lost the Bears, the Cowboys, and we lost the right? Cowboys, yep. yep. The Cowboys was the Aaron Rodgers playing game, right? Yes, I believe so. Oh, yeah, that was like a, a Thursday game, and it was uh, Favre was playing like crap, um, but we still we had a really good chance at – well, it was like blow for blow in the first quarter. And I think Al Harris might have ripped the ball out of T.O.'s hands. And it got called back. Um, or it got called dead. Like, just completely stupidly. Like, it would have been a just a completely game-altering touchdown. And then um, Favre goes out. Packer Nation is, like, pissed that it's same old Favre. And, and Rodgers came in. And that was the first time we were like, whoa, we might actually actually have something here. And this was also the kind of the year that, like, Favre was really pissed at the the Packers, and this kind of also played into it because he really wanted Moss, 
And that was the whole controversy where like we were supposed to bring in Moss, but they didn't claim had cap room or wasn't a good fit and whatever else. So I actually remember being at a bar one night and the r- rumors went around that the Packers had acquired Moss at like one in the morning. Oh, right, yeah. And that was it's kind of before there was as easy access to like Twitter and internet. So like people are trying to figure out if it was real or not. And it was like, we went on for like hours, not really knowing. Yeah. So like fast forward. So we, we win, we destroy the Seahawks again in this, in the snow globe game, 42 to 20, setting the stage um, for us to host the NFC championship game in green Bay. Cowboys were the one seed. Uh, I know the Cowboys also went 13 and three and including a, a uh, heartbreaker loss to New England, who was undefeated that year, and they're they're the juggernaut looming in the AFC. But the Cowboys were the one seed, and they were supposed to host the um, NFC title game that year, but they lost to the Giants in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, and yeah. it was like if I believe it was that was the first game of the weekend, and if we win, yeah, oh my God, so, we're gonna host the title game. That Cowboys team is really good too. Right. We were, I think we were all afraid of that team and wanted to play the Giants, so. Everything fell into our hands the way it needed to. Well, yeah, because we had played New York earlier that year, right? We played the we lost against the Cowboys earlier that year, uh, thirty-seven twenty-seven. So we didn't want to play the Cowboys. We, yeah, yes, we, we did. We did drub. We killed the Giants thirty-five to 13. thirteen week two, right? So we we, yeah, have, we feel we feel good about that. So we're at home. We get to host the championship game. It's awesome. We have to go, right? So, like, we we lived through the past years and kind of the Mike Sherman years, and we make a championship game. This is kind of like the last hurrah we feel for Favre. So we all go. The big super fan group goes. And if you guys can remember, oh, this is also, is it James Jones' rookie year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we're at my, so we're at uh, a friend of ours and friend of the, of the super fan group, uh, Josh, at his apartment, who's also the same apartment complex that James Jones is in, and we and we're joking around, we're, we're jubilant, we're having fun, and uh, we're like, shh, shh, we can't, we can't be too loud. James James Jones needs his rest. If you guys remember all that stuff, but yeah, gotta play in the championship game yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was all right. So we so it was so cold. It was it rivaled almost the ice bowl. It wasn't quite that cold, but it was cold. If you guys remember that, it was because we played the night it game. Looks, it was colder than the ice bowl, wasn't it? I think it was like the third coldest game in NFL history or something like that. It was colder than the other NFC championship game against the Panthers, I believe, at least. I thought I was going to lose my freaking toes. Yeah, so. it was, it was brutal. Like, we, we sat in different seats, and I think uh, like Mike and Nick, you guys sat up, up a little bit higher, which is worse. Uh, Pete and I had a little bit. We were, what, off the 15 or 20? We were right behind where uh, like the uh, the Fox crew was. Yeah, we were at the, I think, 30. 30. Thirty twenty-five. So anyway, so it was great. Things are things are going okay. It was it was a rough game. It was cold. The teams it was low scoring, and it goes to overtime. Miss field goals. We think we have it. In far of an epic far fashion, the last throw he has as a Green Bay Packer is to the opposing team. <laughs> yeah, and it was one of those picks where it's like I don't even know what he was really seeing. He just kind of threw it out there, like right to the cornerback. Yeah, it was like back breaking. It's like the only pass where the guy was covered is the one he went to. Like that came out later with like the the vertical view, and you got to see the picture where everybody else was open, but the guy you tried to force it into. Yeah, it is minus minus thirteen, third coldest game on record. 
Um, the the kicker missed at, at least one field goal. I think it might have been a second missed field goal as time expired, like a chip shot. Yeah, to yeah it was from life. it was from where right where we were. It was like the thirty. Yeah, I think the Patriots had just got done dispatching the Chargers. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Ladanian didn't play on an ACL and Rivers did or something, um, but like. Uh, it was going to be this is this is the dream season, you know. We were talking crazy talk the night before, like we could beat the Patriots. It's not unreasonable. Like we got Kabir, he's got like 15 sacks. Camden's got like 10. Like um, we we really thought like this was going to be Favre's last stand, sports movie, absolute craziness. And then uh, that kicker lines up for I used to know his name. Um, it's number nine, I can think of it. Oh, I have like Tyree, but it's not Heinze or something or Hyman. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence Tynes. Yeah, there you go. Tynes, yep. There was an eye in there. Uh, he, was a, he was a Brit. He was a limey bloke from Britain. He he misses this, this chip shot as time expired, and like, um, I just remember every all of Lambeau Field like erupting, just screaming. Grown men are like crying, jumping up and down, like hugging, like holy. I remember like looking. Uh, I was sitting next to Mike, and I could see Mike's eyes and nothing else because everyone's completely like buried in. <laughs> parka tundra crap and just like eyes as wide as could possibly be like holy crap like we could go to the super bowl and we even won the toss and like lambo fields just completely going nuts and yeah and then what driver had that 90 yard pass interference touchdown and then we he, won the super bowl it was yeah. actually offensive Next pass interference. just kidding but yeah no i remember this a lot at the end when it was all the black jackets walking down and it was no green and gold, no flannel, no nothing, no, you know, no blaze orange. orange. It was all just black jackets. It was so weird. Just watching these New Yorkers just <laughs> walk yeah. down to the bowl and try to get a glimpse of their red faced coach. And, yeah. um, Filthy, walking out of that stadium though, just walking out of that stadium. I was trying to joke around. Everything was so silent. It was amazingly silent. I've never heard. I don't think I've ever heard a fan base that silent, like just dejected. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. This one's quite memorable because of, yeah, the freezing cold and the fact that we all, we all braved the elements for like four hours. And we were, I think, and we were so excited to be there. Like, because, because the, the Cowboys lost, it was in, it was at home. We, we had murdered the giants earlier that year. We thought we had a victory and that we're just going to walk into the super bowl. It was just brutal. Mike used like a cash advance place to buy his ticket. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, had, money. uh, I, uh, no, I didn't use a cash advance place. I just cash advanced my credit card at an ATM. I don't know what the interest rate was on that. 25%. It might as well have been a cash advance. I started a new job the next day. I had orientation the next day. Oh my God. <laughs> I was exhausted and I just sat there drinking coffee, just picturing that game-winning field goal going through going in like on loop in my brain <laughs> Did, didn't learn anything about the job <laughs> just sat there miserable a payday yeah. loan's like 30 percent, but uh we're going to the freaking super bowl was like 100 percent. so <laughs> yeah. well yeah it's i think it's interesting for me wise this year i got married that last year whatever 207 i got married i remember that giants game vividly because that was like my big party after the wedding that was september 16th it was right after my wedding so um we ended up going to door county that game was awesome so and then we ended up knowing that we were pregnant of course with our first child and me being able to go to that game my wife gave me the okay somehow i don't know how this i don't even know how i paid for this 
I think it's all so, like a big dream for me. So, so you, so, your, your, your night tickets, Pete, like I was able to get them from, for face value, for like tickets from like coworkers at work. So oh, right. we, were, we were lucky yeah. we didn't have to pay I, out of the nose for them. Nick, do you remember how much our tickets were? I still uh, remember. 400 and like $415 a piece, I think. 450 yeah. It was $1,800 for, for a four pack. Because, yeah, I think I got ours. I think I had four of them and ended up sold so two of them like the game day. Yeah, yeah we had to go to like some yeah. quick trip. Yeah, it was like a hundred these like <laughs> black coated Giants fans. Hey, don't worry. I didn't have a job and I spent $450 on that. That's because uh, I, I graduated college and I worked my college job into the fall and then didn't start my next job until winter. <laughs> so I had some lean lean times in between but nothing was going to stop me from going to lambo for now i mean everything was uphill after that right mike yeah i was i was a soon-to-be law school dropout just (laughs) student loan checks right into title game tickets we're all in a lot of modes in our life so my my wife is a a giants and mets fan new yorker and um one thing that kind of stands out about when you said all those black jackets descending down into the lower bowl as we just sit there in stunned silence like oh, you said it a lot better. Our dream is just gone. Well, <laughs> one thing that's different about those two groups of people is that, you know, with respect to all the other cultural experiences that go into being humans, um, a wide majority of the, the Giants fans I know are, uh, you know, Italians and Jews and like dark hair and like very, very expressive. Um, it, you're, it's culturally appropriate to uh, talk more. Um, ex- express your anger, um, express your sadness, and like kind of throw it out there. Whereas Wisconsin's got a lot more like German and Scandinavian, where like if you're German, the appropriate thing to do is like just bottle it all up, just hold and, it in, and just eat it. Just it's hold the culture it in that your whole life. Nietzsche and Freud and Hitler, and uh, like you just what eat was that it. Last and, like, one? Sad. Uh, <laughs> um, you eat it in what, this like say, JoJo? sad sorrow. <laughs> I, I'm just going to be sitting in my uh, den there, you know. I just want to be left alone. I'm just going to just sit in the I den. I really thought we had them. And don't, then you don't could, come talk to me, Carol. The other big Carol. chunk of Wisconsin culture is uh, Scandinavian, which just think Minnesota nice. And they have to take it one step further where they take it instead of just silence. They have to like put a positive optimist spin on it or you're a cultural failure. So they're like, oh, I really thought we had them there. And, like, <laughs> Oh, boy. So all these all these backer fans like pretending not to be patently just miserable and depressed just sitting there in oh, shock geez, you know we were 13 and 3 and we were pretty good <laughs> as these as these new york fans come around down like oh man we did it Anthony, and tony 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 we did it <laughs> take a picture it's of like, me yeah as, eli they're just they're just <laughs> oh, man, so as, as as we wrap this up i just want to highlight a couple statistical things and whatever else and then i want to just do a quick preview of why this was kind of like the depressing but then we were quickly moved past it, but at the time, so Favre obviously led the team in in passing with forty one hundred uh, plus yards, twenty eight TDs. Grant just shy of that thousand yard rushing, nine hundred fifty six, eight rushing touchdowns. Driver had over a thousand yards receiving. This was kind of like the big uh, push for Greg Jennings. Uh, he had twelve touchdown catches. Uh, Tremont Williams um, was kind of big on this team and, and is a return man. Uh, Barnett had the one hundred thirty one tackles. Campman with twelve sacks. Uh, this was kind of before the. I think this was the last year before they moved to what the three four. Yeah, that sounds, sounds right. right. So that was kind of the big deal. So playing into this off season, I think why this made it a little bit bigger deal for me, or kind of the heartbreak was, 
we didn't re- I mean, we thought we had something in, in Rodgers, but I don't think we any of us could have fathomed he turned into the player he was. Um, so kind of coming off that, uh, Favre retires in March. March. That, it was, I think it was March 4th. That, yeah, my wife's birthday. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got married that coming year, and I remember my fiance, Monica, calling me at that time, telling and I was just talking to her because she was in Green Bay to do some, she was in a nursing program at that time. Uh, they were doing some seminar thing there and they went to a bar and got interviewed by Green Bay uh, TV at that point. So like there's a clip still out there where she's talking about how I called her like in near tears saying it's like the worst day ever from a Packer perspective because this football legend and God in our eyes because he, he's all that we knew. So if you you say Packers and Brett Favre was the first thing came to mind because of all our majority adult life as a Packer fan, that's who you saw on Sunday was Brett Favre going out there. And childhood life, man. He was like, yeah. he's our, our boyhood hero. I feel like I didn't get really deep into the Packers till uh, baseball went on strike in 93, 94, whatever it was. And that's when Favre was taking the league by storm and soon to become the face of the NFL. So, yeah, and that guy was their king as a state. Like, yeah, yeah, there couldn't have been a more like perfect Roger. guy to represent the Packers. Like, everything about him was great. I, I still think, even though I'll pin him to the wall, most Packer fans would agree that you know Rodgers is a better QB, and all the stats and all that kind of stuff say it. Uh, Favre was like, he was straight up Wisconsin, Wisconsin's king, uh, chewing tobacco in his lip and. Farting. Deer hunting on weekends, drunk half the time. Games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like statistically, Rodgers is going to be statistically a great quarterback, but will he go down as a guy who took chances? Probably not. I mean, he um, never really does. So we my never brother, know. my brother has said that he's like he he just loves Favre, like his favorite athlete ever, and he's like. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is better, but he's like Favre is just more fun. He's like, I'd rather yeah. have the fun guy than yeah. When 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 let's just say this: when when the ball was thrown and it went off screen, this because they didn't have wide Favre's screen. went off screen. Yeah, so when Favre's went off screen, you're like you're like shit in your pants. You didn't know what was gonna happen. Interception, touchdown. I don't know. Like the it went so high and so far. You're like, I don't know. When Rodgers does that, it's like touchdown. Right. I think I, I'd I, rather have the, the mystery. I just think I just remember like the ninety three, ninety four was it the wildcard game against the Lions where like he rolls out and you just like have him just fling it and just I guess Pete mentioned just disappears just and all disappears. of a sudden you see Sharp just come into frame and it's just like, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So I have one more quick quest quiz question. If you guys looked it up, we can move on. But so this was the the year of Charles Woodson coming into the team. Who do you think led the team in interceptions this year? Hmm. Remember oh, number, I think this is his second year because didn't didn't he come in when Mac came in? Anyway, uh, it's got it's got to be someone really obscure. So, then. You have, so you have like Tremont Williams, like Will Blackman's on the team. I'm gonna say Nick Barnett. Nick Barnett. All right. Anybody else? Um, I can't even think of who else we really had, had. A lot of interceptions that year. Actually, I was, it was like our nickelback or something. Give up? Yeah. Atari Bigby. Oh, oh, Bigby. Atari Bigby. Oh, man, I love Bigby. Star- <laughs> yeah. Good old AB. The, I like to. He's a good hard hitter. A couple months after this, me and Mike moved to Green Bay and uh, without jobs. And <laughs> yeah. we were really good at life back then. <laughs> when you point this out. 
And we're like, uh, we go to training camp like every day because we don't have jobs. So it's great. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing is we, we saw Brett Favre's final throw and we saw Rogers first throw because we all went to the first preseason game in Lambeau and watched, uh, I think, Rogers win against the uh, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget family night when the Packers beat the Packers. Yeah, no, that was that rained out. Remember, Mike was sleeping on the floor on newspapers. <laughs> oh, correct. Well, we had an apartment, but sometimes we slept on the floor under newspapers. <laughs> and we'd go to uh, we'd go to training camp every single day, um, and eat like our, our diet consisted of uh, a big percentage of it was saltine crackers and spaghetti without meat because <laughs> we didn't have jobs. You put and, the crackers uh, on the. On no, these are these are separate oh. separate meals. I mean, we're, we're not spaghetti. animals, Pete. There's nothing wrong with spaghetti without meat. You don't need meat on spaghetti. <laughs> well, you need meat ta- for when but, Target sold uh, noodles for a dollar and sauce for a dollar. I mean, shit. dinner for two for two dollars. Atari Big Atari Big was straight crazy. He uh, everyone else is like stretching and taking it very seriously. He's like walking on his hands, singing what I can only assume is reggae. I don't know. If that's kosher to say, but and like singing with his like uh, shirt rolled up over his stomach as far as he can and sticking his belly out as far as he can, pretending to be pregnant. And like, it was like if a Rastafarian Tracy Morgan played uh, safety for the Packers. <laughs> hey, look, guys, I'm playing football. <laughs> so, yeah, so quick sum up of that season was they came off that 8-8 eight and eight year and uh, exceeded all expectations. Um, hosting the first championship game since 97. So... I think they definitely that was uh the team that I felt like, oh I didn't think they were yeah. gonna be that good, but they, they really came through and, and then had the heartbreak at the end. In some okay. ways it's fitting that Favre's last throw with the Packers was an interception. Kinda, I think it's great. Kinda yeah. kinda sums him up. He took the chance there. You look back on it, it's fine. We're yeah. okay with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know okay, before we move on to the next one, um, which we're getting into the Brewers, I believe. Um I just got to admit, I'm getting really depressed. I don't need to be depressed on COVID season. <laughs> I'm already depressed because of COVID season. Is it, is it better to have sports with heartbreaking losses or no sports at all? That's true. At least we we almost made it. Like, we're not the Browns. We can't even get close. So, I, I Are, are we going to conclude with the 2019 <laughs> bucks of like, oh, man, we were totally going to win? <laughs> yeah, that's right. 2019-20. Milwaukee was going to host the NBA Finals and then the Democratic National Convention. Finally put Milwaukee on the map. Right. Oh. Apocalypse. And no. And scene. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionabletoreturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider giving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know.